290. Hello. Welcome. Yiska, me. There's Lifeweaver. We have a new hero. That's Pog. We're here. It's exciting. We have a lot of news to talk about. There's a lot of, you know, pro-am results filtering in. I think by the time this hits your feeds, uh, there will be pro-am probably uh, later on today. Uh, a lot of things. The season's kicking up. Exciting times. Yiska, how are we feeling? How's life, Weaver? I think Eric is uh, saying that it's like Pro-Am is only Saturday or Sunday, so it won't be. Oh, is it? Oh, never mind. But um, yeah, like I uh, I had known about him for a bit. And um, yeah, I like seeing seeing the description and seeing uh, what it actually looks like is very different. Mm. Um, I think, for instance, that pedal platform is actually way more interesting than uh, it sounds like from what the ability was. Yeah. Um, and then arguably, yeah, like I'm not a big fan of the uh, ultimate. That's a little lame. It's like a little boring. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, 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 of course, like you gotta gotta play him. Um, but I'm more than anything else a little bit scared what he might do to pro play, but we'll see. We'll talk about it. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. Pro play concerns is not on the bingo card that I feel like the, the general public is, uh, is, is fixated on. I feel like the, the big T word, the trolls are, are, are the big, uh, pain points. Um, but it, I, 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 echo a lot of that same concern or at least the feeling of concern, but in a, uh, a different way as well. So we will, we will be definitely diving into life weaver. Um, I promise you it will not be uh, focused on how people will throw your games. Spoiler. There will, that will happen to you at least once it, it will affect you. I'm sorry, but that's probably very short sighted. Uh, moving on. Uh, that won't be the entire life weaver discussion. I promise you that. Um, we do have the pro-am stuff coming on. I, for one, thought it was uh, tomorrow, but it's just uh, not apparently. So, uh, stay tuned. Um, so yeah, we will be diving into some results from the pro-am. We will be diving into Life Weaver. However, before we do that, we need to thank uh, our lovely, lovely patrons in our in our community. Um, shout out to the community. I thought we had a great discussion uh, regarding Life Weaver in our uh, in our channel, uh, aptly named Dumb Takes in Discord. Uh, it was uh, full of certainly some takes, but I thought they were all pretty constructive and I, it was definitely, it was, a, it was a fun time. So if that's something you're into, come on over. We chat a bunch of, about a bunch of stuff. So if you're AI pilled, if you're into anime and manga and anything nerd related, there's, 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 there's channels for that. Come on over. We don't bite. Uh, but episode 290 is brought to you by Battlecrab Refund B, Bronze Buffy, Picasso, Chris R 34444, Kosh 67, Lotion, Porchap, Sammy Rexane, All Melon, Sugar High, and our YouTube members, IMDRW, Brother Adam L, Sagi Fumi, Ice Gel, Fire Element 6, AK, and Chris R. Life Weaver. Weaver, as I'm aptly giving him as the shorthand. Can, can I first off say it feels fucking wrong that they took LW from Life Weaver? Okay, that's Luxury Watch. We all know. Okay. Like that that keeps confusing. That is wrong. Me. You did it wrong. Like it it, it keeps confusing me. I I'll, I'll, really? I I yeah. I'm I'm at that stage in my life where 
like certain knowledge just calcifies it doesn't go away or like there's no neuroplasticity you know like new, <laughs> learn new abbreviation no everything new is bad now joe okay i mean that i that i could pretty much safely assume um in your neck of the woods i will say that uh that that was definitely not of my ilk um I maybe this says more about me and what I who or what I've done for the past uh, 20, 20 years. Um, when I type LW, I think of leatherworking. Um, that that's just me. Um, what are you not, doing in your free time, my friends? And who are you doing much. it for? <laughs> uh, that's for the the patrons to find out, I guess. Um, no, it's mostly just like leatherworking. I was just like LW. My brain just like autocorrects that to like wow terms, just because I've spent oh. Like, Right, my formative that makes adult sense. life. Okay, on of course on it's a nerd computer. thing. How could I have thought of it's course, some yeah. craftsmanship shit? Yeah, no, God, no. Yeah, me leatherworking with these hands. No, um, no. Uh, Life Weaver is not teammate to Sabiolbi and um, Luna, Stan Luna. Uh, it is hero. I think thirty-seven. Correct. Correct. And we're on number thirty-seven. Yep. Life Weaver has mm-hmm. a grip. Quick rundown of abilities because again, everybody under the sun has a YouTube channel. Everybody under the sun, if you're you know remotely interested in Overwatch content creation, uh, I'm sh- I'm sure you understand the abilities. But in the very Patrick Star case that you just don't happen to be, uh, we will quickly run down the abilities. When he dies, he drops a health pack. Everybody can pick it up. It's probably not that useful. Uh, has a life grip akin to like the World of Warcraft priest ability. You can grab your teammates. It does grant a shield and invulnerability flame frames as you're traveling through the life grip. Uh, pedal platform, like Yiska mentioned, uh, Life Weaver drops a platform that once you know activated, once you step on it, um, it lifts you up into the air for ten or so seconds. Uh, it can be shot and killed. Less, Very cool. Yeah, less than ten. Yeah, but well, also much higher than Maywall, which is pretty important. True. Um, then there is the dash. He can dash. He heals himself a little bit. It's about the same length as like a Hanzo leap, just from a, like a, a general eye test perspective. Um, is primary fire, or I guess technically it's not a primary fire. It's a separate weapon. Um, seems to be a low damage, high volume. Can headshot. Seems okay. Seems pretty good. His healing numbers are pretty low across the board. I think that's pretty like uh generally accepted that like for a healer or for a support his healing isn't necessarily super uh high um and then his alt he plants a tree a la uh symmetra's old shield generator uh it does 150 instantaneous healing to everybody in a may blizzard sized area and then over the course of i think it was like seven or eight seconds it'll pulse dealing i think was it 50 healing yep um so yeah Eight pulses, right, uh, over the course of, I think, eight seconds. So, like, one pulse every second. Um, I think, at least from the com- from some people's perspectives in the community, um, a lot of ideas around, like, true supports, supports that are more akin to adding utility to your team rather than just out, like, healing throughput, you know, akin to, like, the difference between, like, Lucio and Moira, or like comparing Life Weaver to Moira, right? Moira is very throughput focused, does a ton of HPS, has a lot of potential to just actually just heal bot you. Um, whereas in comparison to Life Weaver, has a lot of team utility, you know, 
that's kind of cool. It is like a design uh, shift uh, from the past couple, right? I think the last one, obviously Kiriko, and prior to that probably would have been Baptiste. Um, significantly lower amount of healing when it comes to Life Weaver. So to you, Yiska, um, you seem kind of interested in pedal platforms. So kind of walk me through some of your thought process there. What it, what it, Where do you see this being used the most? So... <clears throat> I think like they avoid it's it's an escape for him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's one of the uh, probably most frequently used applications. That is just like personal use to get out of harm's way. Yeah. Um, in many ways, it works like a shield. So because it has four hundred HP and it's actually like pretty big in in the size of it, yeah. you can stand at an angle and block a ton of ultimates. I also mm-hmm. thought it was quite interesting that you, for instance, can lift out of grav and all of that stuff, right? Yep. Um, I think, like, it, it's deceptively strong. Uh, strong. Like, in my mind, when I first read it, I was like, oh, is this like an Octane thing, you know, from Apex? Yeah, same. That's like exactly a bouncy castle thing? No. But also a little bit yes, because of the momentum that you keep well, when you jump at the right, right. time, right? What I am really concerned about, and I'm actually probably by the time this releases, you will probably have the article already. Um, I don't know if you guys, okay, this is my pony. I will never let it die. And in my, let it be known as they close the the casket on my dead corpse, I will be saying as a parting message, competitive integrity. Like, it's of course like a boost issue. It's a major yeah, boost hazard, it right? It's yes. and if we go by the spirit of the rule, mm-hmm. it's a it's a big question. Like, is it the spirit of the rule? Can I put uh, can I put a maywall and a teleporter on this? Because like the the prior definition was, you cannot use a maywall on an otherwise inaccessible surface in order to boost the teleporter mm-hmm. up, right? All pedal platforms are not like, uh, or presumably, if you place them just on the ground, are not, uh, you know, inaccessible surfaces. Um, May wall can therefore, by the old rules, be placed onto the pedal platform, and then you can use the center uh, TP to teleport into every nook and cranny of the skybox. Okay. Like, you're at this point, like, you're definitely hitting your head on the skybox, probably. Um, So I'm I'm looking forward to the shenanigans there. I think this needs to be clearly defined. I can tell you, I got a quote from the Overwatch League. It will be part of the article. I can also tell you, there's no clarity in there. Okay? Of course not. So, and I understand to a large degree why, because, like, as you define rules... People develop a litigious spirit and then want to drive a, you know, like a, uh, a, ho- a whole like carriage of horses through like the the hole of a needle, right? Like they they will try to maximally abuse your rules as you define as they them, should, right? But yeah. the problem is then it's it gets into a, like a weird arms race of now. Here's my quibble with this, right? Okay. You know how we don't have referees in esports? You know why? Because we don't fucking need them. Don't need them. The yeah. fucking game should tell you what is possible. And unless you're using third party software, everything mm-hmm. else 
like should be allowed. There's no cheating. There's no. Yep. You can't like. It, it's fine if like competitive communities can come down to. Um, if you want a gentleman's agreement yep. that you know we don't that's stall with Winston, that's fine. You know, super based. That that's great. Yep. I, we don't need hard and fast rules. We don't need uh, purposefully glib and obscured and vague rule sets to try to soft police and maybe even hard police if, what the game actually is allowed to be done if, if anything i feel like we we're not doing this enough in overwatch okay one thing that I, that we learned through the last couple of years and i don't want to define what it is but politically i would say um okay. not the last couple of years let's say the last decade that sure they are, it's not that we are being that the, the fabric of societies around the world aren't being held together by laws it's largely by convention okay like okay. like the shit it's perfectly possible for uh, fuck it i'm just going there it's perfectly possible that donald trump has done nothing else illegal other than uh like whatever he's recently been found guilty for, right? Okay, sure. I don't believe that's true, but if that is true, then the legal system is not the thing that holds the societal fabric of the United States together, right? It's all convention. All of the civility that, like, everything that you valued about political discourse and, like, stability of your country is not law. It's all convention, right? So, um, the, the, in the same notion, I feel mm. like I, yes, there's a problem because inherently competitive environments are meant to limit test rules consistently and push yeah. it to the max. But I also think we could be doing more, uh, on the conventional side of things. If, if we realize, and maybe that should have already started like let's say during goats or whatever right where like maybe if we agree that there is a um a problem with brig then you mm -hmm. just say tell everyone to not play it right like the the i i just find it like very interesting that GA's um, gentlemen's agreements so reliably work in other esports. Well, we never ha really had one, right? And I struggle to yeah. say that this boost is a gentleman's agreement because very clearly, no, like, they, no, no, it's not. But there's also no clearly de delineated rule, and it's all yeah. about interpretation and like some some weird edge cases of like, oh well, it's public knowledge. It's actually like. Uh, did you not see that like, it written into the ether like that everyone knows it yes okay they, once again it felt like the the way in which this was brought to the intention of the admins was convention I don't think mm -hmm. like they actually stop the map unless some other Overwatch League players make it raise the issue and right. therefore like we were a map late right yeah. bottom line back to Life Weaver the 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 boost issue is through the fucking roof dude mm -hmm. like this um this is completely uh open to interpretation like 
from roof surfing positions and what is feasible and where can you stand and what kind of positions are permissible and like like all of that is now open and i tell you what like you're not going to find it out in the two weeks he's available without even having ranked right oh. um what i and the article i will write tomorrow will probably also mention this I think we're at a point where if you have a boost, you should run that by the league and then hope for no leaks. Yeah, that's that's the 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 immediate uh, rebuttal there, right? Is like, okay, I I bring this up to the league. Do I trust league officials enough that they won't either talk about this to anybody, leak it to anywhere? Because apparently that is a concern that teams have for for whether or not you believe that or not. Um, enough teams believe this to be the case that they don't run this by the officials and they'll just ask what it, what's the 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 common saying like you it's better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Yep. Right. It's just a little bit easier that way. Um. It seems to be the case. Um. If I'm reading what you're saying, on, on face value. And yeah, no, I would wholeheartedly agree. Once I saw this kit, I was immediately like, okay, we're off to the races once again. We're here to set up rollouts. I'm going to be badgering every team on social media if you're not actively attempting some kind of rollout with like a Widowmaker or a Symmetra TP, like Yiska's saying, to get over a bunch of high ground, to reposition, any and any kind of all kinds of stuff. Um, because it is going to break the game. Now, what is interesting is, and you kind of alluded to it uh, in the way that you 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 set up the combo, is that you can't pedal platform on a May wall. You have to platform first, activate it, place the wall, get on top of it, like boost yourself with the wall, right? Uh, because pedal platform technically, uh, when it leaves Life Weaver's hands, it is a projectile and it will bounce off of the wall before it deploys initially. Um, so it seems like they are at least sort of aware of it being a potential problem, but then also allow you to you also, build on top of it. You also don't necessarily need the May wall anyway. Like they just no, you don't, you, right? Like you just like you need either the May wall or the similar transfer, and you already Correct. can do a bunch of shenanigans. Honestly, yep. I'm not convinced that the pedal platform itself is not a problem in terms of uh, getting into unintended sure. locations for some yep. of those uh, characters, right? Because um, like you like you alluded to, when you jump, and I believe you can do this at any point, you just have to jump yes. off of it. Yep. Um, your momentum will carry with you. So if you pedal platform and you jump at the apex of it at a certain point, um, you kind of your jump gets kind of floaty. So you are already reaching destinations that maybe certain characters should not be allowed to get to. Um again, I don't know if that's been tested and if it has, and it's everything's deemed, you know ladder legal uh i don't know that the overwatch league needs to come in over the top and try to police situations that they have no business policing because they've shown that they care i'm gonna i'm gonna use some big boy words kind of inept i'm sorry the way that you handled the paris eternal uh and florida mayhem situation was goofy just was everything about it was silly it made no sense. There is no rule book. You you made them yeah. switch sides. Even, yeah, it was, it was the switching sides was yeah. jokes. I'm sorry. You you've proven to your you've proven to everybody in the community you can't handle this. So let them play the game. 
that was jokes and the fact that we were on the next map like everyone had already set up like they had switched players and everything and then that it, it presumably other players had to tell you that this was a rule inflation yes. that's the problem and i'd argue it actually also kills the excitement for the esports that's yeah it was like a this. sick moment yeah. you 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 shot yourself in the foot because you thought you needed to police something in which and then, then again if we all know this convention is like yes. we shouldn't use this then it's fair for the opponent to be pissed yes. because like they otherwise like the otherwise if you think this is permissible then you theoretically could be prepared for Correct. it right yes um right. i'll i tell you like i reached out to a bunch of uh folks in the overwatch league they don't know by the, this point what's happening to be fair very very like i i think like the hero was just announced for them to know by now what no of course hot, right? yes of course i don't blame anybody in i don't blame anybody in the league ops or the front office of the overwatch league that like they didn't know or couldn't foresee of like potential future heroes being a problem my my complaint is that if you want to police and create rule like hard and fast rules, you need to do so and make that very clear to the teams. If you don't want to do that, then don't. Don't sit in some sort of weird gray area middle ground where some things are permissible and some things aren't. At this point, you've made it very you've made it abundantly clear that something about this is not permissible and you will be penalized for it. The issue is that I don't even believe, if I'm reading in between what Yiska's saying here, that teams are still clear on what is and is not no they it never seems were. like they never were they never were right they were, weren't so, with a striker boost they weren't with the uh florida mayhem situation even though there was more consensus about that particular bug but then i went back and looked at all uh, other instances yep, where him or the houston stuff where houston used it on yep. like i'm not sure if it's like a post box on um you know yeah, on first king's row. king's row you yep. can't stand on that but they boosted oh. up like also if you look at how symmetra teleports in getting up that ramp, you yeah. very clearly know this is a bug and then yeah. use the teleporter over right like come on like that was already also a rule infliction um so like i i think i i actually want to push a little bit back to like your to the to the idea that they can't they can't be trusted to handle this. I think they can. You just got to be prepared. This is like, you're now on notice. Like yeah. you ha got to have a contingency plan of like this occurring in place because there's no obligation for teams to tell you. I think they should. Oh, in in for the sense of like um, making, and by the way, like, I don't know who who's directly responsible, but if it's packing, then I trust, packing is definitely capable of keeping a secret. So um, sure. There's there shouldn't be any issues there, and also he's uh, pretty involved in uh, or has the background to understand uh, what the functionalities are and what the strengths are and whatnot. So um, I think he would be probably the best person to talk to if that indeed is uh, is his job to decide on that, um, mm. which I don't know. Um, but. Yeah, I think this this there needs to be like some some way to resolve this. Otherwise, we're just like in for a world of hurt. Theoretically, like I don't think it's it will be like a super huge um, oh, I'm sure. issue. But like if my read is right, 
and I've talked to a couple of people that also think it's possible that this will be forcing a dive meta. Um, if that take is right, there will be a lot of like over, over like obstacle uh, engagements mm -hmm. that are theoretically now possible that previously previously weren't right for specifically right. for dive comps, and yep. we gotta have a. You don't have to spell out, but you internally have to have a working definition um, as to what like is permissible and whatnot. And you need to communicate an approximation of that rule. Once yep. again, I understand it's probably almost internal policy in these matters of like, you know, where the game actually should fix the issue, but because there's always delay, right? And let's be honest, I don't love the fact that we are only going to have like two days of ranked practice on yeah. Life Weaver when the season starts. Um, you're not going to have good data. I'm sorry. Like they're going yeah. to uh, be able to scrim on uh, presumably uh, same time, ho mm -hmm. hopefully. Um, so right after Pro AM finals, I would think like the Monday probably is when I, I don't have info on this, but uh, I would assume that's when he goes live for for um the Overwatch League players. Then they can mess about a little bit. They will probably find a couple of things. Hopefully they can forward that feedback to the appropriate channels and they can be heard on that feedback because I can tell you they certainly have uh, things to say and their opinions uh, are pretty divided. It's interesting from like it, this is a pretty polarizing hero from like this will hard force XYZ comp to this will be viable to this won't be viable to um, this will be viable to, because XYZ, this will force dive, poke, uh, rush. Like there's a pretty wide divide in opinions uh, being shared. And um, like, I, I think also one thing that, that like elusively the strength of this character is actually the damage. I think you are entirely capable of dueling traces, for instance, in the back. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, like I, if you put this in the hands of like a a extremely world class you know violet shoe, you right. you throw them out, you know they they could probably feel very confident. And we kind of talked about this in 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 the community Discord a little bit, but like I I foresee Life Weaver playing on it like a, not a flank, but like almost marking a tracer on his own. Right, like you are you are more than capable. You have tons of tools at your disposal not like not only a movement ability but like we're talking about pedal, pedal platform can be used kind of to create sight lines that weren't there or or to block sight lines yep. that normally shouldn't be blocked and create cover um and it, it's he's very self-sufficient in a way yes yeah and also like and this is fun about this hero but it's also a little scary because mm -hmm. You know, like Kiriko sort of like broke the rule in how a hero can move by going through walls, right? Correct. Yeah. I feel like I don't want to say break because it's that's not necessarily the right, but broke open several assumptions about Overwatch and how you play. Mm -hmm. That he's just like in Germany, we had this um, this word for like uh, a a German player that became like a World Cup golden boot, so scored the most goals, uh, Thomas Müller, and he was called the Raumdeuter, which was like the room interpreter. And okay. I feel like that's Life Weaver it, with a lot of the abilities. 
High ground, inaccessible from this location. Okay, now it is for everyone, theoretically. Right. If yeah. coordinated well, right? Mm. Oh, you didn't make it up there? Oh, let me help you. Oh, you used all your cooldowns to go hard in, and now usually, like, the rotation of the opponent is, oh, yeah, they wasted everything. Now I can, like, go in or whatever. I can punish you, yeah. Nope. Life grip, right? Yep. Um, and... Then also like, oh, here, look at this sideline. This can work. Tree of Life, right? Like as a yeah. sideline breaker and even though, granted, 1,000 HP is pretty hot, easy to burst down depending on your uh, on your um, composition. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I, I assume it would be similar to Bob and you can probably apply like uh, orb to it and whatnot. Um, you cannot. If you I'm can't? understanding okay. the logic correctly... Um, Emong had a, a great video commend, you know, shout outs to Emong. I think, um, if I remember to, I'll, I'll leave it in our discord so we can put it in the, the video description. Um, he kind of does like a Mythbuster style video mm -hmm. where he goes down certain interactions. You cannot discord orbit. Um, I know that for sure. I, okay. I've heard from Stylosa, um, in his video breakdown of Life Weaver that EMP apparently either heavily damages the tree or outright removes it. I have not seen visual confirmation of that, but I do know for a fact um, you cannot discord orb the okay. tree of life. Okay, yeah, it has a thousand HP, which is like you know sometimes if you're Ryan, you know how little thousand HP on a big <laughs> target can be. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and like one thing that I also also thought interesting, but didn't turn out to be the case, is it doesn't contest mm -hmm. points, right? That would have been interesting if if it did that, right? Other than yeah. that, again, I find the ultimate pretty lame, but like you'll have to see it in effect. It could probably like help stalling ridiculously. Like, you know, this would be a nightmare on assault if we still oh, had yeah. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah. it's, it's, it's underwhelming um, as an ultimate, right? Um, right. I, I would definitely like to see how it feels. Um, once you're in a game, because numbers wise, it does kind of. It, when we look at like the raw numbers, it does kind of like strip away like any and all. That's just one hero's ultimate in conjunction with four other people's, you know, abilities and what they're doing and how much damage they're taking. Um, and I will I will strictly talk about pro play before I talk about like the general consensus because I think like that's its own topic. Um. So in the pro sphere, or the at least the uh, coordinated sphere, um, yeah, it, it's hard to say. It does feel underwhelming as an ability, or as an at least an ultimate. Kind of juries out on how good it feels. Maybe it feels better to use. Maybe it doesn't. Hard to say. Um, I do agree that the damage is probably where I see the most. The damage in correspondence to like the massive amount of utility. Um, is probably where I see a lot of the value. I still want probably an Ana. I still probably want like a Baptiste. Um, this is something else that we kind of talked about the other day in the Discord is like what it's going to be difficult to kind of postulate on what he pairs well with because we don't know what the rest of the patch looks like other than apparently McCree having 200 HP or Cassidy having 200 HP. Um, so like maybe that's the thing. Hard to say. Saw it in a couple uh, gameplay leaks that 
Cassidy has 200 HP, so we can kind of guess as much. Um, but when it comes to like actual healing throughput, um, or like who's getting what buffs or nerfs, it's it's difficult to say. But if we launched with Life Weaver on this patch today, I think Ana and Kiriko probably are like the go-to, you know, uh, examples because I agree it probably does facilitate a little bit more dive than it does anything else. I was trying to think through what um what a poke comp looks like with this i think there are some examples where you can have like a widow or a sojourn maybe even a cassidy um take really aggressive angles with like a sigma barrier or like a ramatra kind of pocketing him in some way he kind of catches the dive you have your life waiver pull out your your flick scan dps your high you know your bastion whatever hanzo probably is a better example um and you you don't have to burn any kind of like meaningful cooldown on the hero to kind of reposition them, keep them in the fight and continue to poke. Um, just kind of leaving your tank out there on an island a little bit. Then your support helps them, or the other support. Um, it, it does feel a little bit more conducive to dive. Uh, having Tracer, having the ability to either like follow around a Tracer so that they don't have to burn recall immediately when pressured or marked. Um, having the ability, like you said, to throw everything into a winston and have them play hyper aggressive or maybe even wrecking ball maybe even a doom fist right um letting letting them just kind of play like with this crazily crazy aggression um and then having that get out of jail free card it almost feels the more that we kind of think through this um almost res like where we are now not only playing for cooldowns of the target that we're aiming to punish but we're aiming to punish we have to also heavily consider uh, Life Weaver's twenty-second life grip timing, and it is punishable, right? That is that is a very clear and open window where it's like, okay, we've we've gotten out the life grip. Now we can really, you know, capitalize. It, it is a it is going to be a incredibly powerful ability um, in the coordinated sphere. I think that's going to be like the key is how do teams use this? How can we abuse it? What is, what is a bad life grip look like in coordinated play, right? Like we're we're still seeing people jump backwards and get nano boost because of you know uh, because of like HP tempo, right? Right. We saw it in the pro am Glides versus Justice. Ben Best is jumping out at like twenty percent HP and Taro nanos him as he's jumping out of the fight. Not something you still want to do. So like again, still some some pain points when it comes to even the coordinated play um and where we're using our abilities so i i do th- expect there to be some pretty sloppily used uh life grips but i think there are sure. going to be some teams that abuse the ever-loving shit out of this ability and make it look obscene whether that's a doom fist or a wrecking ball what have you uh there are going to be teams that get out in front with this and and really make it look disgusting um yeah yeah it, it feels almost res like where it, this is the name of the game we are we are looking at effective use of life grip and the, the better life gripping team tends to be winning more and more fights uh that's at least where i see with it um i will toot my own uh my own hill that i will die on um regarding uh abusing the fact that you can now triple you can get to some pretty, I, I would assume, you can get to some pretty obscene areas with May, Sim, and Life Weaver. Um, and attacking teams on Hybrid and Escort do have the ability to swap heroes off of spawn. If I see 
I, I will, I'll say this. I will forever be a fan of a team that abuses that to the nth degree on opening fights. You have a 15 second window, let's say that you can abuse the fact that you have ridiculous facilitation of what it was like here. Uh, heroes like Widowmaker, uh, maybe even Hanzo, uh, maybe even Bastion, maybe even Junkrat, for example. Uh, and that's really reaching. Uh, that you can put them in positions that ignores maybe 70% of the opening map terrain, pushing people out of sight lines, maybe even killing them, and immediately being able to swap your hero and not feel punished for that. The only thing you're trading off is marginal seconds off the clock. If you do not do this, sure. I'm sorry, you're not trying. Yeah, and yeah, it depends on the efficacy of um of that. You're still yes, sort of like there, locked you in. You need like a positive use case. Like there, there, there does need to be situations met, but that is like this is how you progress the game. Like we were talking about, where it's like okay, we we have the game. The game sets up the 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 needle, right? That we were talking about. It is the team's jobs to be the the horses to force through the eye of the needle. I have yet to see consistent. You know, what I'm saying? I, I I I'll say this, and and you'll probably roll your eyes a little bit. Like watch point Gibraltar point A, right? The the big meme, at least to me, is that nobody abused the fact that you could Arissa and Roadhog Hook and Rover Watch One to abuse that like close hold, right? On defense and watch point Gibraltar, people would hold in like the little room on the right. high ground. You can halt, you can hook. It is it the the success rate is very marginal. However, why wouldn't you? I'll trade a five percent success rate for five seconds of my time. Not a big deal. The fact that I could I could win the fight to me benefits me more than just like not trying it at all. I'm sorry, that's kind of lazy. Um. Yeah, I, I expect the future of this season, if Life Waiver exists um, in, a, in a usable or viable state, um, to be very opening favored. I want to see some creative openings. I want to see some people do some goofy, goofy stuff um, that just there's there's a lot of creative opportunities. And I think that's the name of the game when it comes to Life Waiver. Incredibly creative endeavor. Super, super cool hero. Um I'm very excited to see what coordinated play looks like with Life Weaver. I think it's going to be super sick. Um, anything, anything else regarding uh, Mr. Weaver? I mean, no. Like, yes, I know you didn't want to like talk too much about the trolling aspect, and I agree. Like, I I don't know if you saw my tweets too. Um, I don't think I did. Know. Your Overwatch, basically, like. The argument SVB and your Overwatch more like making it, or Frito, I guess, um, was that it's weird to see so many people talk about the trolling aspect because mm -hmm. you're technically already getting trolled by not getting the heal, you know, by not getting that ability used on you. And to a degree, that's true, right? Like someone could yes. just throw their ultimate at you without, like, you know, there's a bug on you type shit. Yes, okay? yes. So that's trolling. I still, my argument is there's something transformationally different about having agency taken away from you. Because even yes. in the worst game, um, you still can have your little victories that give you, like in Snipe some dopamine 
from the opponent, right? Like yep. that is uh, possible to um, to do, and I think like the fact that you can grief in that way is a different level of intentionality that yes. will impact the social f situation of that a little differently. Mm -hmm. I will say. Yes, the May boost or the May wall of in spawn already doesn't happen that often. I don't think it will be a major issue. I almost feel a little bad for contributing to what's that, um, towards that narrative a little bit. Even though I like, I asked, uh, if or during the Q and A, yeah, if yeah. the um, if it was really just a conscious decision to not concede ground to those who will misuse it right and just let your yeah, creativity fly and then you just solve it through bands you know yeah. like that's a possibility why why you do you always need to uh design your game ar around the worst asshole user you know yeah you you don't balance your game for league of legends terrorists you balance the game with ideally the most uh you know charitable intentions for the most part i'm not speaking ideologically i'm just speaking like we expect the vast majority of players to not actively troll with this if it becomes a problem there are obvious like things that you can do to uh remedy this whether that be um allowing uh options for accept and auto accept uh life grip features right i think that's something that is very feasible that team four can add i think it's also like you're saying you could just ban people I, I, I hate that option, actually. I don't like it either, but if it becomes like that big of a problem, then okay, we have to address it, I, unless there's maybe a more creative Because way. that I shit know. would tilt me more. I have pet played Thresh, my guy. I know, I know. Now, Motherfuckers not play, <laughs> pressing the fucking lantern is, is just like what, some of the worst gaming experiences, bro. That so, shit sucks. Again, this, this is a brief exp explanation of what I mean by like accepting and auto-accepting, right? Um, for the vast majority of players, uh, this shouldn't be a problem. But in the in the use case that it is, it is a problem. People are actively griefing, and like the devs can see this from it, it reflected in the numbers. Um, would you hate it if, by default, everybody's like in the team in the character options menu? There is a specific subtext that said uh, auto accept life weavers life grip ability on off and you had to go into the menu to turn it on and if you didn't then you actively have to uh accept it you hate that more or less i i just think that's just like a shit solution i don't know it feels so <laughs> yank that do the per does the person still get the shield uh, that's a good question i don't know uh i don't know that, that maybe is I don't know. That would probably create a, a very odd that, unintended gameplay. Th that once again like creates a social tension. It's like motherfucker, do you really like not trust me to have this shit up? Like I'm trying to help you here and now yeah, I course. wasted my cooldown on you. Yes. And you're auto declining it. I am nah, that's that's dude, like this is lantern shit. Like it, it is. And I and I don't expect this to be the case, I, yeah. and I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. But again, that would be like the easiest, in my opinion, way to 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 kind of solve the problem, because then 
even banning people, even being a little bit more heavy handed with bans comes with like, what do you mean by trolling? Like, is the mercy in bronze that reses you four down or three down technically? Um, are they trolling or are they just dumb? Is the May trolling you when they're right. walling you or are they just dumb and they think that they're helping and they're just not, right? Um, I don't know that people are going to be able to differentiate the case, so you're probably going to get a ton of false positive reporting and it's probably going to have to coincide with like a bunch of like chat and like voice comm stuff that like you have to probably have some some bigger evidence other than i think they were trolling right um and that's where i'm like okay if we can if i can go into my options i'm like okay i think this guy's either dumb or trolling then i can just turn off auto accept and i don't have to like get grabbed by this idiot you know what i mean like yeah if there is somebody griefing me i can stop them immediately and continue having my fun or if i think you're just bad at the game to a obscene level i can just choose now to interact with you instead of having it being forced on me i think that's probably the easiest foot forward with that um i don't think it's going to be a huge deal in the long run i think it will impact people i think it is going to affect some people it will you know it will be polarizing i don't think it's going to be like the the end of the world however what i do think is that this is going to be the most boring hero for the average player period the end maybe thoughts i think I think people are going to think that this is the, again, right now, again, snapshot right now. Everybody's like, oh my God, hot boy. So cool. So creative. So much fun. I'm going to have so much fun with this guy. <laughs> the second you get a hold of him in a solo queue game or a quick play game, and you don't have any teammates that don't want to cooperate, you are going to immediately swap off of him. He does not heal all that much. His damage is pretty good. But I, again, I don't think that's enough of a use case and like below GM play. I think you're looking for like raw numbers. Um, and either you are going to go on some crazy flanks, which could be fun. Maybe that's like the fun of it is that you kind of DPS Moira, but with hot boy um, and you, you TP around and you get up in places you shouldn't, and you dash around and maybe you heal your team a little bit, but you're just, you're shooting your little halo needler gun into people. Um, and throwing up life trees and, and the back line. And maybe that's fun for you. Um, but for the vast majority of people who I think are a little bit more support focused, um, I think it's going to be very, very clunky. It's, it, it's going to feel incredibly underwhelming. And the the feeling of, okay, when's the next hero coming out happens really fast. And I think Overwatch already has that problem. And I think this season is going to like have that problem expedited very quickly because I don't think people after a week of like the novelty factor of life fever will wear off for the average player very quickly. I think I agree. That's my worry. I think I agree. Yeah. I feel like there's like the most of the fun down the line from this kit for the average player will actually come from like being able to be pretty self-sufficient, like oh, yeah. getting yeah. pedal platform will only be used as an escape. Let's be honest. Like, yes. Oh my God. Jungle coming or like any old get jail, uh, uh, out of uh, jail free card. Mm-hmm. Um, life group will be usually misused or like 100% not used that, that, that well. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, it's kind of okay that there's like 
that the healing blossom also aims right um yeah of course i i, I think that, that that would be like the easiest way to like well maybe not the easiest way but like the quickest way to get people back to playing life weaver is if you just give them more healing but there again like now you're playing with fire like yes. you got to take something away from him um because not only is it basically auto aim but there is like a weirdly high skill gap with a lot of the tech that we're already starting to see some of the content creators emong I, I referenced earlier i think um i think aspen you linked uh in the discord that had like some interesting interactions shout outs to her um there there is a, a weirdly high skill gap because even just with like the healing blossom and i think a lot of people have showcased this already uh, but obviously you can like arc it over shields that's super important um how that works with like certain line of sight i think that could be kind of interesting um if you can maybe arc it over like the wall on king's row i don't know that stuff we're gonna have to play test and figure out um the pedal platform again if you don't know you can actually put it in certain doorways and have it only levitate halfway because it hits the, the hitbox basically hits the door frame and it just kind of creates the pseudo wall that like again that's kind of cool yeah that's going to be stuff that people kind of have to play with. And the only yeah. way that the uh, enemy team can traverse it is if you crouch under it or destroy it. And like, that's interesting tech that life weaver is going to like life weaver players are going to have to learn. I just don't know if like the vast majority of players are going to be interested in learning that. Um, if this is just like a hyper tech heavy hero, I think that's super cool, but I certainly hope lizard doesn't get in the way of that. Like they have in the past. Right. Um, hopefully they just, allow whatever bugs or tech to be found with life weaver to just be implemented into the game or just left alone a la like the the super boost with like uh the super jump with mercy um and there's obviously a couple bugs in the past that were um whether or not you agree or disagree kind of cool and uh blizzard obviously has has patched that out if life weaver is going to be that tech hero let him be that let him be the the one trick pony dream and I think that's probably the best foot forward because again, the true, the true support archetype is effectively life weaver, but he is like the crazy exception that we didn't expect anybody, any developer ever to, to try to implement, right? Like thresh is already like, dang crazy. So you're, you're telling me that part of my kit and again, thresh from league of legends. If you're, if you're not familiar, he throws a lantern, the team has to interact with the lantern and you get like yoinked back, right? It, it it you can do some pretty weird stuff with it um but it is a very very interesting and very creative tool very strong uh in the hands of coordinated and and you know world class players um so this is one of those like high skill cap don't bother playing him if you haven't spent and read the textbook on how to play him yet if if you're you know not you you got to read the manual to get into life waiver so uh, my concern to, to kind of exit this point my concern is the novelty factor i think people are going to get tired of him very quickly i don't really think that trolling is going to be an issue for too terribly long there are solutions for that my big solution or my big worry is people are going to get people won't like playing him all that much i think what could be interesting to explore just because mm. he also feels like he has no real ability outside the old to group heal is to think about have rejuvenation dash heal everyone for a certain amount that they, life we were dashes through so now you have sure. to make a cool. 
uh, a decision, right? Like, do you want to use it offensively, defensively? Uh, at what point? Um, do you mm -hmm. keep the cooldown or is it needed right now? It doesn't have to be terribly high, right? Like 50 or sure. some, so 75. Yeah. And um, that could be interesting um, to, to toy around with and play a little bit with the numbers. Because I think like Healing Blossom can very quickly get into a position where it is actually pretty busted. Um, just because of the ultimate <laughs> aim situation. And if you buff the numbers too heavily, right? Like for instance... Yeah, you you definitely don't want to, but that would be like the immediate like public feedback is just like, right. he needs to do more healing. It's like, well, no, because then he becomes, you know, absurd. But then again, like it's so hard sometimes to foretell. Like in, in the end... Like maybe Thorn Volley is way too busted, and like yes. it kills flankers. Like he he duels flankers all day, and like uh, he busts like harder than the Zen or whatever. It's 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 really hard to foresee. The one thing I will say is, I was pretty surprised how good it still is at medium range. Right, like it yeah. feels like more like a, you know, SMG type thing, like close range. Mm, yeah. Well, it it kind of packs a punch, um, especially in the hands of the right player. Yep, and that's where it's like, and and this has been a topic thrown around quite a bit in our Discord and already in and and kind of our chat uh, with our producer Eric. Uh, is this a main? Is this a main supporter or a flex supporter? Who do we want playing this um, to 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 save Kenobi's eardrums um, when using the the archaic uh, main support and flex support denotation? Um, do you want you know a Let's who's the best main support you can think of off the top of your head? Astro? Astro, yeah. Or Lee Jagon. Yeah, do we Sure, Astro, Lee Jagon. Do we want one of those players or do we want Violet? Or do we want Shu? To play Life Weaver. Yeah. I know hard. my answer. Yeah. Um The thing is, like, I think like for the best main supports, they also have pretty yeah, good they're mechanics, solid aim. right? Yep. Um yeah, but I yeah, generally speaking, I would expect the flex support players to be uh, yep. much more capable. Then again, maybe this is the first hero once again where it's sort of uh, maybe it's a break situation. I think like break never really found its place, and it's okay, right? Like it can be played by uh, the main support, the flex support, the DPS. Like it's just like a a. <sighs> Bits of a weird one that just sure. uh, works out in the way it does. Um, I would think, like for instance, I could also see that skewed is pretty good at uh, sure at um, Life Weaver, right? So yeah, like again, it will really depend on like by what metrics Life Weaver will be lifted into relevance in prof play. And um, my hunch is it, it ain't going to be pedal platform. <laughs> um, like this, this could be more interesting if we had more like a a heavily ult relying um meta. I think like he's yep. pretty good at avoiding those. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like it's 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 theoretically possible to to just like. Have hard dive, but then you probably also want Lucio. Is that enough healing? Oh, like, I'm having a brain blast. Okay, the universe is speaking to me. Okay, let's go. Let's it's go. singing to me. Maybe ready. This this is the incoming. This is what I'm I'm going to assume. The incoming meta 
for the spring stage of the 2023 Overwatch League will be. Okay. The tank is difficult to call. Uh, I'm going to say that anything between Winston, Wrecking Ball, and Doomfist are viable. I'm sure. going to assume that. I'm going to assume that Winston and Wrecking Ball take up the lion's share of the playtime. Depending on the map and the team, Doomfist can be played. Whatever. Sure. Um, DPS wise, I think Cassidy is a lock. 200 HP. He's a thick, thick boy. He's already seeing playtime. I don't see that to change. Secondary DPS, not secondary, but like the second DPS. Um, depending on the map, flat, big flat maps. Tracer seems like a, a given. However, if there is any kind of verticality, depending on what this patch looks like, I think Genji over Echo seems to be what I feel like is the best foot forward. And I think Life Weaver probably facilitates those people coming back into the meta if they don't see many kind of changes. Um, the fact that you now can use Dash way more aggressively on Genji um, and maybe even use your dash on Echo even more aggressively, I think reinvents those heroes quite a bit. Um, not only that, but they're great nano targets. I expect Ana to continue to see playtime. She is just kind of busted. So I think this is probably a one of three dive tanks. Cassidy, Genji, Tracer, Echo maybe. Then you have Life Weaver, Ana, maybe a Kiriko, maybe. I think it's probably predominantly Ana, but um, it, it's very dive heavy. You're playing split supports. Life Weaver's kind of off on an island, kind of laterally away from your Ana. He's he is shoving his his beautiful beautiful manicured fingers in the face of Tracer, just stiffing arm stiff arming her like a like a little brother. Um, and it, it's it's very um scrimmishy. Right. And then you're playing for nano blades. You're playing for maybe nano monkeys. Um, faci again, facilitating very aggressive play, which I think is probably something great for the audience. Um, that would be my best guess. That's that's what I think. Like. That's that's the initial thought. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah, I don't hate it. I think that once again, I'll, I'll have the article up this. <sighs> Someone said something iconic. Should I dig up the quote? that's up if um, you want to let, let me find it right quick it, yeah. because that's a great quote it definitely will okay. make it in there so the quote by that person is um my instincts say the hero won't be good until damage and healing numbers are very strong the utility doesn't seem enough if he's uh, got a big hitbox and low numbers but I've also learned my lesson that every new hero is broken, so it'll, it yeah. will probably be probably have one hundred percent pick rates, <laughs> which I, I think, found I, I think to I, be super based take. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not wrong. It, it's difficult. Okay, now I'm not gonna toot my own horn, but I think I have a, a a fairly solid ground when it comes to like. Yes, I agree. This one feels like it could go either way. Kiriko, I saw that shit. Yeah, no, this character is nuts. The alt's nuts. The movement's nuts. Cleansing is nuts. Triple headshot's nuts. It's going to take some time to get used to, like we've seen. I think we've seen Kiriko play evolve quite a bit. I think people have gotten way better at it than we we, we saw in the playoffs. Um, I think that Life Weaver is probably going to take way more time to get like the 
the potential out of, but on its face as it stands now, um, yeah, bigger hitbox is definitely something that you do have to account for. That that's going to take some play testing. That's going to take some like feeling out of like, okay, is he actually just taking a ton of damage? Um, the healing doesn't seem fantastic, but maybe you don't need a ton of healing if Thorn Volley and his utility to self-sustain is just you know reducing the amount of damage that flankers can do. It's hard to say. Um, that's where I think Life Weaver stands for me. Any any last thoughts there? No, that checks out for me. All right, moving on. In a weird uh, serendipitous way, we kind of agree, which is kind of, I think, kind of rare, but also not so much. But we do have pro ham results. Um, some surprising results. Uh, I will I will eat my crow now. Uh, I was wrong about the gladiators. They did make it out. I I I doubted. I was proven wrong. Maybe by means outside of my control. <laughs> Um, come again? I, I, I okay. Look, bro. If mirrors coming in last map, uh, I'm I'm calling shenanigans. I'm 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 hitting the buzzer. I want a mulligan. I want that. I want that to go ninety like ninety nine out of a hundred games, or you know, out of a hundred games. Let's say, uh, do the justice. Consistently lose against the gliders. I don't know. I think I bro. think my point is validated to to some degree. That the gladiators are not what we expected. The, the the expectations put on them from last season are not warranted. At least not as it stands now. Is that fair to say? Yeah, but like, would you say that about shock? No, because I think their their circumstances is a little bit different. No, a little bit different, but like. They also just came together recently. Yes, they're all playing off paying and or like. um that's that's pretty big but yeah i think i think like my especially because life weaver will also be coming in and that would change the meta and everything sure um, my my takeaway from pro am into my power, uh, like preseason power rankings or end of season rankings will be fairly limited Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't. This this is not done anything to shift my priors. This is only like emboldened them in right, my right. in my personal sure, opinion. Sure, right? sure, sure. Yeah, I think yeah. Glads is right where I expected them to be. Like they're a little bit worse than I think most of the public thinks. You know, again, oh my god, it's Dante, it's Yaki, it's Kai, it's Kevster. They're nuts. Sorry, guys. It it just ain't coming together just yet. Yeah, maybe it comes together later in the season. We'll have to see. Uh. Again, my my points are known regarding Yaki, regarding Dante. A lot of question marks there. Uh-huh. Seems like a good good mid pack team. That's as high as they go, um, especially when you have Titans like, <laughs> not no pun intended. Uh, when you have like these crazy like championship chasing teams like Houston, like Shock, like Atlanta. No, Glad's ain't built like that, guys. Glad's is not of that of that creed. We'll see. They're. N- we will see. We will see. I mean, they're, again, they're I will not, happily be wrong. I, I agree. I think they're a good A team. They're not an S team. Yeah. 100%. Maybe even like a low A team for me. Yeah. Like an A minus. Sure. Maybe B plus. Like that's that's the kind of feeling I get. Um, And again, that could remedy itself. I think it would remedy. I think it would it would do gladiators a whole lot of a whole lot of uh, it would support gladiators quite a lot if the format suddenly changed and we had. 16 games a split 
but eight eight officials to figure out uh whether or not we're a good team seems seems a little high variance for me for a high variance team uh that's where i kind of sit with them uh but i was wrong they did make it out and we will we will see more of the gladiators uh i was pleasantly and positively frustrated with with the washington justice uh flora i thought had a surprising uh surprising result i thought he was a, a significant boon when it came to their game against the gladiators was 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 him he was he was in there he was doing some things obviously my 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 stance is known regarding alpha Yi. shout outs to the real ones if you want to pipe up hit me you know let, let's 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 throw down creator clash style on on the timeline maybe maybe we we go back and forth but he's himothy guys cracked i think uh i think people are hopefully starting to come around to that um but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, Ben Best, brother, brother Best. Oh boy, uh, shit's gonna need to tighten up a little bit. That was. I like the feeling. Justice, very proactive. Not the justice of old. That's a thumbs up. We're a little bit too proactive. We're a little bit feeding. Not a lot of communication going on. Teru, he's trying him best. Okay, he's <laughs> he's out there. He's he's trying to follow you, Ben. But you gotta reel it in a little bit. He's there was a point on King's Row where like Teru on attack is like looking through the grates on point a like the little like fen po fence post to try to like snipe into ben best who's like diving into the hotel and it's just like i can't chase you guy like you gotta help me help you like you like please you can't just be screaming in french and and, and shut the door behind you you know what i mean like let's let's work together a little bit it's got some solid legs i think this is a solid team it just needs some time to marinate. Um, and I do think that if that hap if that that head to head happens in the regular season, I don't know which way it goes, depending on the meta. Right. I, that's the big asterisk. But as it stands now, it's a competitive matchup. And I think that's like says a lot to the to the justice. Yeah, no, I, th I think that's that's fair. It's already like pretty, pretty amazing how much they were mm -hmm. or like how good they look in comparison. Um to what they, you know, have available to them. So yeah. it'll be an exciting team that probably always ha will have like some outside chance, right? Yep. Um, and that's that's basically like the hopium for Justice fans. I feel like this season. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Exciting, like up up, uh, punch ups. Mm hmm. Oh, Joel. Yes. Hello. Will Justice finish below Titans? Um, I am working on my power rankings. I think I have them scheduled for the end of the week. Does it tell suck you. for you to just start with Titans? Like Titans at seventh? No, it, it really doesn't. That's the crazy part. Um, where do I have Justice? Oh, actually, okay. They should probably be up a little bit. <laughs> I had I I hadn't gone through the below seven uh too tight too too tightly, um, but I do have Titans at seventh. That's that's as far as I can I can feasibly put them. Um, and then as it stands now, I have London under them, and then Justice at nine. So like they are like the bridge, they are the floor of like the the feasibly competitive teams. Right. That's that's kind of where I feel like again, Pro Am is only emboldened that. Um, if anything, 
Yeah, no, I probably would probably put Justice where they are now, like prior to Pro-Am, at least in my mind. Um, I think like them and New York are like neighbors. Um, I don't particularly care for New York. I hate to say that, but uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I don't think Fitz is like particularly fantastic. I think they are one of those teams that like kind of needs like a tracer specialist right now, especially if we're going into dive. Mm. I don't think Shockwave or Psycho they're okay, but they're not going to be competitive with you know some of these like stacked N8 teams, right? Yeah, it's going to be a hard job. Yeah, for sure. When, when you have Yaki running around as much as I don't really care for Yaki, Yaki is going to run you over. Yeah. Uh, if you do not have somebody in his face, um, so. That, that's kind of the, the litmus test uh, for me right now. Uh, and they, they ain't passing it. So maybe they get a hard hit scan meta and Fitz can kind of do some magic. But there again, if, if, if Brother Man Flora is coming out here looking like a rejuvenated player, then you're, you're, you're screwed two ways from Sunday, right? You lost your new captain and you lost somebody who actually is quite good, right? Yeah. Um, to kind of tra- transition from that, uh, somebody who still looks quite good after a year break. A bear, apparently, Birdring is just Himothy. Guy looked like he hasn't missed a beat since Apex Season 2. Yeah. Like, wow. Absolutely. A veteran, like a... a What word the fuck am I even thinking of? Like a, a, a masterclass performance. Like, look like the Birdring of old, right? Like, this is... This is the superstar that we kind of always expected to be there. Even during like their season one, like championship run, it was a little spotty. Obviously he didn't play all the time, but when he did, like it still wasn't always there. It's time on the glads. He had some great performances. <sighs> Homie looks fantastic for Boston. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree. It's, it's really exciting. Uh, looking forward to actually like this is probably the, f- the first season where I will be an active member of the cult of Bird Ring. Um, yeah. I felt like in the past, especially like in season one, he was a little overhyped and stole a lot of the spotlight that should have been on profit. Mm. Um, then later seasons, he definitely like performed great on the Gladiators. Um, and yeah, it's, it's great to have him back. It looks like he hasn't skipped a beat. Um, but also like I talked to Pre and like apparently like the 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 guy is just like the a consummate professional. Um, they are dude. What the fuck is up with like everyone just having ridiculous glow ups as well? Uh, like in the Overwatch League right now. <sighs> but yeah, he, like people know of the you know the the buff bird ring. Um. And oh, I haven't I haven't seen Buff Birdring. Oh really? Is Birdring is Birdring just yoked now? What wasn't there the 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 thing already a couple of seasons ago where he was just like the strongest guy on Glads or whatever and like did a bunch of workout and uh like was basically like already like out I rem- most folks. Remember Depay mentioning that like Birdring was like weirdly strong? Yeah. I think maybe I I don't know. It was I didn't yeah. I I've never I, not that I need proof, but like not something that I like clocked. I thought you this was more of like a piggy shout out because piggy looks fantastic. I don't know if anybody hasn't seen that on that socials, but Twilight piggy looks well. Twilight looks fantastic. Uh, it, yeah, Overwatch has a ton of just just people 
yeah, glow ups is a good good word for it. I think people like really kind of coming into their own skin and and looking good for it. So shout outs to them. Shout out to everybody doing a little self improvement. Shout outs to you guys. I I feel like the first guy that did this was Void. Yes. Right. Like if you yeah, get, yeah. if people remember Void from Apex and then Void from season four, like pictures of uh, Jesus Christ, dude. Like he just took like this this body and put, like put it like, through like like a serious mobbling chisel f session and like came out like definitely glow, glow, all glown up on the other side. Very glown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, I think Aim God did something very similar, right? Yeah. Just fucking went from just kind of scrawny nerd guy to like just yoked like Zen player. Like again, yeah. yeah. It's great to see. Yeah. Very, very proud of the progress and, and happy to see it. Um, is there... Is there a in a contenders team that you've 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 had a glow up on uh, an opinion changed? Have you have you watched any of the contenders games? Yeah, but uh, other than Trick Room, who I already had an inkling sure. based on talking to uh, a couple of people, uh -huh. not really, man. <laughs> like, uh, no, I mean it's it's been a little it's been a little sad. I think Redbirds was like very disappointing. Mm -hmm. um, Even Saints. I, yeah, Saints wasn't what I think a lot of people promised. Um, I think the my my question was kind of it, it was answered because I think that the the loss of having your kind of starting flex support being poached to the Valiant uh, is going to affect the team, right? Uh, whether or not they're like absolutely nuts right, and their sure. replacement is still like sure. still pretty good, like that's going to do something to a team. Yeah, um, but. Even then, it still feels like maybe even the skill level was was maybe not met with the replacement. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I feel like the timing is like unfortunate, and I'm sure it's really hard to make work any other way with like the leeway yeah. that we had. But it's like, ideally, you have Pro AM before the signing window opens. Even correct. Yeah, we would want the Pro AM to be almost like. In, in previous seasons where like gauntlet was to be a scouting tool there's so much like i say that and then i like it for that one aspect but then it also means like we delay when the players need to be signed so we like uh bar them from getting the salary uh during yeah. that so you need would need a compensation a mechanism in that regard right. maybe yeah. a mandatory sign-on bonus or something or yeah. like an, a bump to the min, or just like salary. an optionality clause, right? Like if you want to compete and your team's ready to compete, like we'll we'll stipend you, like we'll 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 do something, we'll we'll sweeten the deal a little bit so that like not all the teams are competing. It still gives contenders like a stage to kind of showcase some talent. Maybe it's not the best talent. Maybe contenders teams can perform a little bit better. Maybe they get a little bit extra cash. Maybe they they last a little bit longer in the ecosystem, right? I, um, I don't know. Hard to say. I just want like this. The, ideally, how this works is Pro AM mm. happens. Some kids pop off. Their market value rises, and therefore people are excited because yes. they saw that, which is was sort of like the World Cup effect, right? Yeah, uh, yep. But once again, as I like as I talk myself through this, I also realize why it can't work. Um, for like. When do you are you just going to have it really shortly after the grand finals? That feels weirdly badly paced, right? Yeah, maybe and there's if you a, have it. Yeah, yeah. 
Maybe that yeah, like okay, you could get highly technical. Like maybe you only can sign X amount of players to your roster by this time, and then mm -hmm. you already secure your core, and then like the rest is opened up after or something like this, right? Yeah. Um, that would like. I mean, at this point, like roster stability would be total ass. But like, I, part of me would f think like uh, I, I actually hate it. But part of me <laughs> thinks like uh, it could be interesting to maximize like the amount of contracts, or only allow three contracts to be kept, um, after every season, and then you have to let them go. You know? Like, yeah. Uh, I think that would be yeah. ass, but like it would be interesting <laughs> in some way. Uh, let, let me throw this at you because I, I think the the idea of the pro am as my niece is knocking at my door. I'm gonna throw this at you and let you kind of ramble on right. it. What do we what do we hate regarding the return of the gauntlet and limiting Overwatch World Cup to strictly non league players? What do we think about that? Does that create enough of a showcase? Um, I thought about this before. I I actually thought that that was probably going to be the best case scenario but once again this is so hypothetical in, in into a an ongoing procedure of like vast vast amount of uh things to consider that it is probably going to be very hard to uh actualize that much also because people just wouldn't watch it as or didn't wouldn't want to watch it as much right I think at this point, um, mm. we probably just want to max maximize viewership across the board, and that usually means like always having the best talent uh, play with the best competitive yeah. output uh, that is available. And that's actually one of the arguments as to why you uh, keep the players on their contenders teams, so mm -hmm. they you know like ha still have the those squads that are competitive and it would be fun to see like what if cj is on that team right can they can they punch yeah. up can they get get out and and that type of stuff um but all of this like the problem is these <laughs> systems are highly contextual to the actual gameplay and scene realities as they present themselves and those presentations are highly volatile to all kinds of other uh, factors, right? Sure. I think something like the Pro AM, if you have still like the, not even just the academy system, but like teams like AT, teams like sure. British Hurricane, teams like yeah. O2 Blast, if you have those guys around, then mm. that's a very different... Super exciting. Every, it feels like every other season, and this is something that you've brought up on the show in the past, but like almost any other season, you could have put the Pro-AM in, and it's instantly a better product. This is probably one of the worst yes. yeah. like times to implement this. It's the worst times to implement this, and it's also the one that's the hardest to make a compelling product, as we also unfortunately right. saw in the viewership. Um, yeah. And... Now, in the end, I mean, this is now an all Overwatch League only tournament, in effect, yeah. right? Like, we've we already filtered out all, all the 
teams. And we really did a lot in order to not make that happen by mm -hmm. like making it best of three, you know? Uh, best, yeah, best of three. Like making it more volatile in that case, right? We yeah. even had like the, the runner ups like on ping and all, all of this stuff and it still didn't happen. And yep. my my gut feeling is is that it's not because uh, contenders teams necessarily underperformed. So there's a systemic problem of facilitating, um, especially in the West, talent that can keep up with Overwatch League talent. Oh. And oh. Um, that's kind of always at least in majority of the case right like outside of like at and like british hurricane and in some instances and maybe some like top like north american contenders right. performers like it, it's been slim pickings right like mayhem academy sometimes fusion uni most of the time right when they were still in na yeah. um it's it's been slim so this isn't just like cherry picking like oh he's just bullying wisp and it's like no like do do i need to bring up chicken contendies like guys, mm. it's it's not been great. Yeah. It really hasn't. So there there is a systemic problem. Um, it's difficult to see kind of a an immediate solution. I think in the future for maybe other esports, um, the collegiate system will will work as that uh, as that substitute, right? Sure. Um, and given six or seven years, maybe the collegiate system produces some some strong programs, akin to maybe some of these academy teams in the past that you know don't have to prey on the marketing budget of an esports uh, franchise and or league, right? It, it, that would be the the hope. Sure, sure. Yeah, so, don't disagree. Yeah, it's... It's super hard I, to design a system around this. 100%. I'm, I'm a fan of these cross-plays, always have been. Um, yeah. And I still stand by the fact that there is something magic. Dude... In in essence, right? If you look mm -hmm. at Valorant right now, right? Like, yeah. And I think I, I I talked about this on Crouch before, but they like Fnatic as a brand had a, a almost renaissance through Valorant, just because mm -hmm. they picked up a couple of guys that nobody wanted to t give the time of day to from the pro yeah. sphere, and then these guys won the biggest tournament recently, right? And they just reap the benefits. There's a great piece by Alexander Lee, if you want to look into it, um, how much social following and whatnot and how much buzz that Fnatic win created for them. Of, of course, you also have to say, like someone like Boaster's actually like lab-grown content in all that he does from like, you know, uh, ability to win tournaments, dancing, singing, great personality, charismatic. Um, so it makes some sense that there's there's more to that story, but yeah, I I, I feel like um, bottom line being the um, the ability to win uh, is still you know there's some value there. While well, I lost my train of thought. No, one hundred percent, and we have had countless discussions um, regarding like how valuable is it to actually win. Um, Spoiler, I think it's good for one team, the winning team. Everybody else, you better have some other strategies involved uh, on how to win, right? Um, and I had a I had a, a near submission uh, to the uh, Saved and Drafts Club 
for for the discord uh, regarding uh disguised toasts um recent foray into the game changers uh open qualifier scene in north america mm-hmm. uh for the uh you know that whole ecosystem uh, apparently he to you know catch people up to speed he signed a bunch of like streamers uh who were apparently from my understanding like uh, of a fairly high skill level uh but obviously primarily streamers they're not you know right. chasing the, the pro life if you will um and it increased viewership like x lot lot multi x numbers right like it was a significant boost in viewership which only supports a marginalized community right it's fantastic um and that seems to be if you know i i think that's the i i dare I say, immediate future of esports, right? I, I think there there has to be a different way for teams that have no business winning, right? You, you know who you are. <laughs> I don't need to spell it out for you, even when even talking about our own little space in Overwatch, right? There are teams that will not win. They have sub 10% chances of winning the Overwatch League. You need to have another way to win. You have you have to find another way to succeed because only one team can su- succeed. There are twenty, there are nineteen other teams. Can't do math. There are nineteen other teams that will not have that like attack vector. So what else are you doing? Right. Yeah, I agree. There has to be something else, and if it comes down to signing a streamer to make a must see product to increase entertainment to sell jerseys, to create content around. I don't hate that as it stands now. I am a purist. I would like to see the pursuit of mastery. I would like to see the highest level of competition. As it stands right now, I don't know if esports can hold that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know for a fact Overwatch probably can. I don't know if League of Legends can. Maybe CSGO can. I don't know. There's a lot of titles that are are biting a bullet that I think was always coming because success in a prolonged success in esports in a prolonged fashion is incredibly difficult. Only one team every year really gets to benefit from that. There are so many others that just either do nothing or are are woefully just trying to chase uh that that carrot on a stick there are some teams that do it better than others obviously like teams like 100 thieves um i think FlyQuest to a some degree i don't know like what they really do but at least their brand is interesting um or at least kind of stands out um but a lot of like the old endemic orgs like we've seen with tsm and clg like they're obviously kind of exiting or maybe even dissolving right like what are we doing there what are we really doing we're just throwing money at, at chasing a championship that you never were were about you know, um, you're seeing uh, things like uh, Team Liquid and Cloud9 investing in trying to create products that, you know, career fans want to invest in and buy, you know, memberships to and creating clothing brands. You know, there, there has to be something else that you're doing. Um, it can't just be winning because there, there's again, there's one person who wins. So uh, esports as a whole, I think, needs to really kind of rally around its influencers embolden them galvanize them give them some of the means of uh production if you will um and and really kind of implement them to 
see kind of a win-win at least in my eyes so sure i think uh i think that's maybe where we need to go next um i will have to say to completely get back on track to do the pro-am uh i will say i was fairly i was impressed by trick room or i'm sorry by trick room uh, yes i was impressed by trick room as well but uh, twisted minds i thought uh i, I it's hard to not uh, give them some of a sh- some kind of a shout out um i think they kind of fit the bill that everybody was billing them as like this like very potent kind of off meta team uh labda labrador salute libido seven how, whatever you want to call him um was was a boon for that team was very successful uh, I think a lot of that team probably will be featured on the Saudi Arabian World Cup team. Expect them to do some big things in the World Cup as well. Uh, it's a solid team. I, I was I was fairly impressed. I felt like I was sold a a correct bill of goods. They they everything everybody said about them kind of seemed true. Uh, but they they came and showed up and and gave some teams a run for their money. Sure. But there again, it's just a run. Uh, didn't didn't capture a win, even with Houston maybe doing a little bit of trolling. Um, it still was not necessarily the best uh, level to compete on. So, other than that, uh, were you impressed at Rocket at all from Wisp? I think that's maybe maybe the other only other like big success story coming out of uh, week two. Did you catch any of those games? I'll be honest, nah. Like, okay, Rocket. He's a tracer player. He was pretty hot. Uh, was was very talented. If you know a team like. I, I you could throw around a lot like the low budget teams like a New York would be a good one like I hate to say it but like if they had to let go of DPS and they wanted to pick up Rocket I think that would probably be beneficial mm-hmm. right like I hate to say just like toss up one of the the NA guys or not NA but like the, one of the Western guys like Psycho or Shockwave you could see Rocket maybe slot in to a solid degree it'd probably be Shockwave if I had to guess because you do need somebody to play flex at some point um but like vegas obviously would probably see a a, huge, a significant boon if they wanted to add rocket um valiant obviously that's that goes without saying even though i think seeker had like a solid like again he's got good bones he just needs like a good at, at least a, a a a solid team around him that isn't signed like a week in advance so that would be ideal um but outside of that yeah it is sad was hoping to see a little bit more volatility when it came to contenders teams. Maybe we'll have to wait for APAC to kind of get that, get that nut. Um, as we kind of wrap up with the show, um, any final takeaways? Are we just ready to get out of here? Mm, I think we can just run the bracket just all based on the... On the... Do a quick little black bracket run, skis? Yeah, let's do some bracketology based on the updated runs, right? Like all right um yeah we do have oh beautiful we do have a shout out to i feel like there is just like isn't yeah the same people who make all the power ranking stuff make this so shout outs to them i don't remember who you are but you're the real ones um yeah atlanta advances uh it i feel like the rest of them i feel like florida is a gimme no i feel like those are the easy ones yeah florida goes over mayhem atlanta goes forward the other two, I am not so sure on. Really? Maybe we'll start at the top. Yeah. Houston locked in. Still not in uh, in a uh, shock. So I, I don't hate that. Yeah, I think that's sound logic. Um, do, you, do you have any, any either or when it comes to Uprising or Defiant? Because that, I feel like, is... 
Dude, if you asked me last week, I would have given you a different uh, opinion. Yeah, yep. I think you got to say Uprising here. Yeah, I think you do. And it comes down to like, and it's Toronto doing a little bit more poking, right? There's a little bit more, there's a little bit too much right. like Sigma play for my taste. And Boston just seems very confident in yeah. like playing the meta right now. Even though I've seen Smurf on Doomfist one too many times for my liking. I'll take that over like a, a significant like archetypical change, if that makes sense, right? Also, the K looked great, Birdring yeah. looked great, like yep. And those are the question marks on that roster, right? Like every, everyone else, you can pretty much expect a high quality performance. Like if those guys are running like circles around opponents, that that's when yep. you get stuff going. I'll give you one more, Joe. I think they are actually going to beat the mayhem. They might. I did not care for Merit. I will say, and I like Mayhem, um, but mm -hmm. I think Merit is got some got some problems. Um, there, there is a consistency factor there, um, and that's yeah, not. I don't. It's not that. even like you know. I feel like this is very close. This is like yeah, no, fifty-five, sixty percent Boston. Like it's it's a close yeah. call. So. Yeah, I think the the big questions now when it comes to Boston is how agile they can be at the start of the season. Right. Uh, but that's not you know that's not the win condition right now. The win condition no. is how good are you right now. Yeah. Um, and I think they check a lot of the boxes at least from what I've seen thus far. And yeah, I I would probably have to agree. They do probably edge. I think the Defiant is a tougher matchup. Is that weird to say? Who do you think out of the Defiant or the Mayhem is the tougher matchup for Uprising? I still think mayhem. Really? Just based on mm. quality, yeah. Checkmate was close. was going, dude. Like that's that's also your player. Like if checkmate is going, yeah, yeah. someone is always going, right? Like that's that's not a question mark that you have. Um, but yeah, I I, I get the merit reservation. Um, yeah. I also ha have this feeling that Toronto is not hundred percently like trying their absolute utmost to win sure. um but at least in prior games and so maybe that does it's unfair to say to that apply that now, to the rockout stages but yeah. yeah um yeah no i think that, like actually there are a couple of bangers in here like mm -hmm. i think the all the boston games are bangers yep. um and honestly i mean that's probably going to be the best game of the tournament is atlanta rain against houston outlaws right Yep. And that's once again a close one. I think you have to say rain, but yeah. I wouldn't be at all surprised if Outlaws can take it, dude. They, the tempo they those guys play is nasty. Oh, it's very quick. It, it certainly is very fast. Um, I'm. It's tough because there are certain maps that they've played that either, depending on how charitable you are to junk buck, which I tend to be. Uh, I tend a to hater. question sometimes. Yeah. He's a known hater of Junk Buck. I, I, I am in some fashions. Um, but then he does other things that I'm like, yo, this is so smart. Oh my god, so good. Um, this case, obviously, the Twisted Minds control map uh, made me mauled to the nth degree. And then I had to like, I had to use my coping skills. I'm like, okay, look, it's it's just pro am. It's just the preseason. I don't need to pillory 
you know, this this very tenured and very successful coach. Homie's got championships. Got to you know, got to come some slack. Maybe he's just trolling a little bit. Maybe just like ha ha funny silly guy. Okay, that's what I'm approaching this with. I do expect Atlanta Houston to be good, um, but I'm not trying to eat a shoe. And I think Atlanta's just in the perfect meta. So yeah, I think Atlanta. I, it probably I will be a good about game. That. Yeah, <laughs> but I do think Atlanta probably three ones Houston. That's the um, final, right? That's the actual final. Uh, As in, like, that's going to be the... the. I don't know. I really don't know. Oh, really? I do not know. I, I really like... expect you to be this high about Boston. Okay, that's fine. I didn't either, to be fair. Um, But what I saw was way better than I expected, I will Sweet. say. I thought this was going to be a, a clusterfuck. I bangers. thought this was going to be... Yeah, I think we're in for actually solid games. Um, But I do think Atlanta just is in just a perfect storm. They should not really be touched. Um, I will say, I think Houston probably is the closer matchup, but I still think that like Boston probably can still maybe take a map, maybe be competitive. I still have Atlanta winning, but um, yeah, I think a lot of these games are a little bit closer to call. I I'm even, I'm even charitable to the shock. I think in our like pickums bracket, shout outs to, I think RD is running it. Uh, we do have a pickums bracket um if the overwatch league doesn't get their shit together and get a pickums bracket for the start of the league maybe we'll continue to have it it's up to him he's kind of volunteering that so how if that's something you're into get up in the discord how is uh when are okay what what is being played this weekend is it everything but the final eric i think it's the whole thing Wait, isn't there competition still the week after? Maybe I'm wrong. I think two days, 20 hours. April 8th is the quarterfinals. I am wrong. And yeah, then, everything is. Yeah. yeah, everything is this weekend. So, And that, like, I, I knew this, but I just somehow didn't know that that would be this weekend. Because yeah, same. time works differently after 30, my friend. <laughs> This is uh this I'm looking forward to the temporal shift this year then. It'll be it'll be interesting. For sure. Shit's weird. Uh but yeah, I I mean, would you agree Atlanta probably just wins? Right? Uh you gotta give it to them. You gotta make them favorites, yes. Yeah. I don't think they just win, but yeah. Like I, I think they No, it's not the feeling of just like they walk over everybody and they just yeah. win, but like You they, gotta give yeah, it to I, them based a, on what we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah. Would would agree. Atlanta still leading the favorite discussion. Um, I'm still a little bit more charitable when it comes to the shock, but we'll see. We'll see. I do think the ping is going to be a significant factor like it has been. Uh, don't expect the Glads to put up much performance. Um, yeah, Mayhem London seems to be kind of like a... Didn't they play like quite a bit last year in some of like the tournaments as well? I feel like we've seen that match up like time and time again. Um, which Maybe I'm wrong. Which which London matchup? London Mayhem? Yeah. And usually it's Mayhem that wins this. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I sad to say, but I think it's probably the case uh this this stage as well. Um maybe it's just, like I feel like London was always like had the momentum and then Mayhem was just kryptonite. Maybe it's the other way around yet yeah, now. We'll see. I think it yeah, it it seems to be a little bit both in, in Mayhem's camp where London still is, you know. There are bits and pieces that I like about London. It just doesn't seem like it really jumps out at me 
right now. It still feels uh, a little bit more rush focused, a little less Ramatra, I think is probably limiting them. Um, not a ton of dive, not a ton of like great dive. So there's, there's some limiting factors there where, you know, mayhem obviously has a ton of, ton of explosive potential checkmates on someone's on the back line's great. Merit is a little bit of a coin flip. Um, but yeah, probably, probably enough to get it over the line. So they've got the momentum. They feel, you know, more like the kryptonite, like you're saying. So some good shit. Uh, all right. Uh, 290 wrapping up. Yiska, what's coming down the pipe? Um, as I alluded to that interview, uh, sorry, yes. not interview, but the, yeah, basically I conducted, I asked five questions to all those, those guys then kept chatting a little bit. I'll make that into a feature tomorrow. Uh, all things live weaver. Um, and then I also got a text interview in the work. I talked to pre about an interview with any of the players there. So that's, it's probably not going to happen this week, but maybe. Probably next week. Um, yeah. We keep working on the storyline pieces, of course, like voice lining your Roots of Overwatch stuff. But I also have a long weekend uh, because Germany. So Friday, Monday is off for me, and I'm actually with family. So yeah, yeah like looking forward to a long weekend as well. Brother needs a break. You know, homie, homie's hitting the pavement. Um, yeah, oh. uh, Trick Room interview came out for me today. So if you're loving one. that story, go check that out. I thought they were very candid in what they you know shared, and uh, definitely players from the NA ecosystem that have more than enough momentum to carry them forward. Uh, shout outs to them, lovely, lovely folks there. Um, and then I just submitted on uh, the old uh, the old GG Recon a piece uh that basically says teams need to stop pushing the fucking push bot uh the economy of the game is changed we're starting to see that happen from the top down from contenders to overwatch league and spoiler we started to see it a little bit last year depending on the metas um but i think this is going to be a big wake-up call for anybody who uh needs to get a little bit better at push we need to get better at looking at the maps. We need to get better at looking at what the win conditions of game modes actually are and leveraging that and abusing that to the nth degree. Stop pushing the bot. There are defensible positions that you can hold to win team fights to push the bot farther after you win the fight. Um, some some funny stuff there, some fun uh, allegories and examples. So if that's something that's interesting, check that out. Hopefully uh, in the next uh, however long. Yep. So yep. you'll, you'll tweet it out. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, it'll be on the socials. So that is pretty much it from us. 290 in the works. Uh, 291 coming up. Probably power rankings. We'll have to see. We still have to figure out what that looks like. But uh, stay tuned. New show next week. See ya. Peace.